Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Hema with Angie. I'm your host Angie. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I know that I have been quite shocking this year with this being only my second upload and we are in May. My first upload of the year was in January. But please show some grace and mercy. I just recently started a brand new degree and it is quite taxing and time consuming. So I've just really been like adjusting to that. So I really haven't had time to like, you know, shoot or record an entire episode. But that changes today. I know I say all the time, I'm gonna be more consistent, but I really am gonna try to be more consistent, hopefully. Um, We have quite a bit to get through. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Um, First on the line is XO Kitty which is a spin-off i suppose of to all the boys i've met before and it follows laura jean's youngest sister kitty catherine um and just like her whole journey where she decides to surprise her long distance korean boyfriend day and she transfers from her american high school to one in korea to be closer to her man and also to like discover more about her mom um, without giving away any spoilers, you know, there are ups and downs in the show. The acting is quite meh, it's not the best, but I think overall it's a really cute show. If you're looking for something like not super serious, then I'd highly suggest you watch it. It's really cute. Um, I'd give it like a cute 6.5 out of 10. Moving on, we're going to get into Fast and the Furious 10. Now, I went to go watch it Friday the 25th of May. No, the 26th of May, sorry. And I went in with absolutely no expectations whatsoever. Like, I was not going there with any expectations because Fast 9 completely shattered that with how horrible it was. I cannot for the life of me remember the plot accurately. Like, I know that there was a satellite, some satellite, and um, they had to go to space, essentially. So, like, how no destroy or something? I really can't remember. I just remember there was a scene where my man Vin Diesel was like, you know, catching a bus or something. I can't remember, but I remember it was really unrealistic. And, okay, my biggest qualm with it wasn't that it was unrealistic because, you know, the franchise does start in like the early 2000s, we're in 2023 now. There is no way that I expected to remain as realistic as it was back then, you know? Like, things evolve, things change. It's not that deep. But it was just such a mad plot, you know? But alas, getting into Fast and Furious 10, I highly, highly, highly enjoyed that movie. Um, I thought it was a really fun watch. You know, Jason Momoa is the villain. He gives very Jack Sparrow vibes with a bit of, you know, his sociopathic tendencies. Um, But yeah, he's really funny. And it was just a really great movie. Like, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. That little... um, thing at the end the post credit scene i'm not gonna spoil what it was but i'm gonna just let y'all know i knew i'm gonna just say that i knew i knew i just knew you know i don't want to like i can't tell you what i knew because i'd be spoiling it but just know that i knew you know but i'd give the movie um an eight out of ten the ending was kind of meh because of like the cliffhanger but i mean i understand because it is a three-part finale so you know i'll give them a bit of grace but yeah it definitely gets an eight out of ten from me it's amazing definitely not my top 
four, but you know, it's, it's great. Moving right along, I want to talk about, well, I'm not going to talk about Summer Walker's entire album because I would be lying, I have not listened to it yet, but I do want to talk about the J. Cole song. If you guys don't know, I'm a huge J. Cole fan. Um, the audio hug. I've listened to that song quite a few times. I think it is so beautiful. Um, I did watch an interview that Summer Walker did with Carisha where she basically like explained why he sent it because um, they were supposed to meet up or something like that, but she was, I think, pregnant. They were in two different places. It just wasn't aligning time-wise. And so he sent her that audio. You know, and it's just such a great song. Jacob really be forgetting who he is, you know. Thanking her for asking him to be a feature on his al- on her album. I was like, you are Jacob, you know. I put some respect on your own name. But yeah, it was just really heartwarming to hear. Like, I get why Miss Summer Walker cried after listening to that. I mean, I didn't cry, you know. Very few... F- songs will make me cry but that one is it's just a great absolutely fantastic song it gets for 9.5 out of 10 from me moving on let's get into season three of bridgerton queen charlotte yo i have a lot to say about it but i'm gonna try to keep it you know cute keep it short keep it compact you know what i'm saying i really 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 enjoyed queen charlotte because I was just, you know, wondering, like, what is the plot here? You know, like, what what are we going for? What are we aiming for? And then I watched it. And I was like, the show is brilliant. Also, Shonda Rhimes and I kind of have to have a discussion. Because I need her to stop setting such high expectations with the kind of men that she costs, I mean, fictionally, of course, you know? Because realistically, there is no man telling you that he burns for you or telling you that you're the bane of his existence because there's nowhere on this earth far enough for him to travel, to get away from the love he feels for you, or to tell you that, like, his heart calls out for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are really high standards. An ordinary I love you will no longer work. Do you get me? So, yeah, I'm just like, girl, we got a little bit of beef now. But y'all, it just, it also gave a lot of insight into why Queen Charlotte is the way she is now. Like, in the now times, the girls were more, like, the dresses aren't as big and lavish, you know, and extraordinary. The hair isn't as wow. Do you know what I'm saying? It's more toned down. But she still wears the exact same kind of style from when she was still young because, you know, she kind of just wants to like make prince or king george rather feel some sort of normalcy i suppose farmer george and i really i really think that's cute my beef though with the show was lady danbury's um storyline you know because in the past season she's talked about how she's experienced love etc 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 and i was just like really shook because it's like damn i did not think she experienced so much trauma that man ugh, i gag every time he came on scene especially when they were shooting like i would fast forward past 
plus the the six scenes because i was like this is making me so sick i don't want to see it my eyes do not need to see all of that that's nasty you know like when it would shift frame from her face to his disgusting absolutely disgusting so i really thought you know she would have got I, I like i thought her story would have been more than what it was essentially because i was just like oh, man now she falls in love with a man that's already married it's just it was just a lot but you know i'm happy for her you know finding your power finding your truth finding your voice you know love that for you but yeah it's crazy also to think that like she hooked up <laughs> she hooked up with violet's dad that's great that's insane violet was like 10 and here is this 17 year old sleeping with your dad insanity insanity but yeah i really did enjoy the entire show um on a rating scale i think i gave it a cute 8.5 out of 10. is it my favorite bridgerton story no no it is not but it's, it's i mean there are only three so far and i think i like them in the order that they're in so season one then two then three yeah i think i think we'll, we'll see as time progresses but yeah enough on that <sighs> ciao i'm about to drag a show that is my absolute fave i love this show i've watched it a million times over it's literally fantastic but it, it needs this drag is very necessary why is Grey's anatomy being renewed for the 20th season i don't get it i'm so sorry like listen it's an amazing show you know shonda really did something with that show but even my girl shonda has left we have to end it at some point smallville ended supernatural eventually ended why are you still going babes it's giving the bold and the beautiful it's giving days of our lives some point we have to end we're not a soap drama you know what i'm saying we're a medical series we have to end at some point how many more plots can you come up with that are medically related to the show you know what i'm saying like how many more plots do we have that are medical and still like abs like uphold the essence of Grey's anatomy it's getting tricky and like i do enjoy like these new interns because i really do think post the original magic interns you know meredith alex george izzy and christina this is like the first set of interns where we're properly focusing on like more than just one you know because the interns after that i think were lexi's group and we don't really focus on them that much after that i think it was joe's group of interns we really only focused on joe and stephanie who eventually left and i think leah murphy yeah we did focus on them a bit but like it wasn't constant you know because we still focused on the ogs that were there at the time so i really do like this whole like shift in focus now that meredith has left almost not completely but she's not a series regular anymore now she's kind of like left i like the fact that the spotlight has now shifted onto these new interns and we kind of get to see their life stories etc etc but it is giving very much 
magic adjacent you know like it's giving very you're trying to recreate something that does not need to be recreated you know i don't know that's just me i think the show should end to preserve it it needs to end but that's my opinion riverdale is what we're going to talk about next how is it still going now i haven't watched riverdale properly since like season three maybe i think they're on seven now i don't know but i have like obviously seen snippets of what the show has become and i'm fully of the notion that the writers did not expect the show to go on for more than two seasons because after season i'll give it three after season three it was just insane like well what's going on like what are we what are we watching right now you know like now there's witches and there was a crossover with the sabrina and i was just like there's so much going on here and none of it is making sense so we kind of need to wrap it up you know we gotta wrap it up let this be the last season please i beg of you i beg of you okay we can move on from that we're gonna talk football so if that's not your cup of tea you might want to go get your glass of water or something go get busy with something because we're gonna get into it now when the year started arsenal seemed like they were well on their way to becoming the premier league title winners you know like they were gonna win the league and they maintained that for a very very long time but in true arsenal fashion at the last minute pressure got too much for them and they fumbled they did what they fumbled the bad and it's just so sad to witness because it's like you really had us rooting for you guys to like you know win and then you don't and it's like uh and a lot of Arsenal fans are saying, yeah, but like if you'd known last season that like, you know, this season you'd be competing for the title, da 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 you guys would have like taken that very step, like very fast or whatever. And while I can agree with that, I think the reason why I'm so pessimistic about it is because there was no need to fumble the league do you get what i'm saying like there was no actual need because it was silly mistakes you know the draw against southampton the draw against west ham the draw against liverpool the loss against everton the loss against united all of those things should have they should not have happened because if arsenal really played to their full capacity they could have easily won all those games you know you guys gave up every other like european competition for this specific goal which was the title and then when it's time for you to step up no one is stepping up no one is exempt by the way from this you know like i'm not gonna blame certain people Uh, it's a group thing you guys win as a group you lose as a group so it's it's all it's on the entire team because my my entire thing about it is you can't be like, oh, but you finished second place, you know, you fumble, but you finished second place. That's great. You're playing Champions League, which is great. I haven't played Champions League since 2017, which was about like seven years ago or whatever. So, yeah, that's great. But I think my biggest problem is it is that we can't keep making excuses for teams who mess up when they're not supposed to, you know. 
because the exact what happened this season is the exact same thing that happened last season. Held on to top four for the longest time, and then you messed it up, and then you didn't make it into Champions League. This season, you held on to first place for the longest time, and then you messed it up, and you didn't win the league. You know, it's like, how many things are we going to excuse? How many times are we going to come up with excuses for the boys? You got to step your game up, especially if you're going to be competing in the Champions League next season. We're trying to make it out of the round of 16. You know, we're trying to get somewhere in the competition. And now also, I think my other qualm with it is that Man City have yet again won the league and now they could potentially win the treble, you know, because they have the FA Cup, they have the Champions League and they've already won the Premier League. So it's like, why would you do that? Why would you, why would you give them that much power? Albeit, they were the better team. They were a loss that I was expecting both times. But I do feel like that 4-1 defeat was a bit drastic on Arsenal's part. Like, your defense was shambles. Your midfield shambles. Why was Trossard not started? That boy creates opportunity every single time he's on the pitch. And the one time we need him, you decide to bench him and start him towards the end of the game. I don't know, man. I don't know. But if Arsenal are going to, you know conquer Champions League next season, they gotta get their eggs in a basket. They gotta get their ducks in a row. They gotta get their chickens aligned. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Moving on. I don't know how many of you guys are on Twitter, but we're gonna get into a bit of hot gossip. And it's pertaining to Nalini Malela and K Arms. If you don't know them, they're both influencers, both have YouTube channels, both are quite big influentially like in that whole space. Um, and it was just so insane watching everything, like, and spiral, spiral rather. Um, it was so mad because I didn't really know either side of the story. I wasn't well acquainted with the whole fiasco that happened in 2019. But I did, like, I saw that lady almost, you know, I wouldn't say she was unraveling on the timeline. But you could tell that whatever it is that Kayons had said in her little sit down, tell all, this is my truth video, it kind of like irked her or it rubbed her the wrong way. And so Nalit did a sit down, tell all type story. And this was the first time where we'd heard the entire story in its like full spectrum. You get what I'm saying? Um, and. It's a really long story, so I'm not necessarily going to get into it hectically. But I definitely do feel like Kayoms was wrong for involving the lady's name to begin with. Because you're now shifting away from your cheating boyfriend. Because you know that once you bring in the lady's name, that's also going to like just change the narrative on the discourse that happens on social media. You know, it's no longer your cheating boyfriend. Or the fact that you had to take a whole STD test to make sure that you were okay or whatever. Now it's focusing on you and the lady, you know? So that was a bit... I wasn't a fan of that. I wasn't a fan of, like, the whole victim angle she was going for. The whole I'm getting bullied angle. You literally called the lady a cloud chasing whore. And you told her that she's beneath you. Call her a rat in her section of the club or the venue or whatever that is. So when I got to hear the lady side of it, because she's never spoken about it in the entirety of these four years, 
she's never spoken about it because according to her like it caused a lot of trauma which is valid hearing her story really was just like so it's such a it was such an avoidable situation her k-arms just acted with a bit of decorum you know what i'm saying like had she just moved a bit more elegantly none of this would have happened because why are we fighting over hub over hookah there's no way there's no way there's so much commotion being sorry there's no way there's so much commotion happening over hookah over noise let's have some self-respect so the whole situation was really crazy like just watching it unfold in real time was insane you know it was almost as insane as watching sneem shong unravel when her boyfriend cheated on her hey that's a whole nother talk but yeah that was insane um that is all for my reviews i would like to introduce a new segment where i give you my top 10 whatever and my honorable mentions of said categories so it could really be anything you know my top 10 novels movies horror movies um thriller post-apocalyptic etc etc albums like it's really it's such a it's gonna be such a like broadened category obviously at some point i'm gonna stop it because there are only so many categories that i can talk about but for today's segment of it we're gonna talk about my personal top 10 romantic movies i i pretend like i'm not a huge romance girl in terms of movies i'm a huge romance girl in real life but like in terms of movies i'm always like they're too corny uh, they're too predictable but sometimes that's what you need you need corny predictable cheesy romance movies that's why we're going to get into my top 10 so this is an absolutely no particular order i will tell you what movie i'm going to talk about give my rating and we keep it moving first on the list is notting hill notting hill is definitely one of my favorite romance movies because it's just so like so real you know I'm just a girl standing in front of a guy asking him to love me. What? Julia Roberts, Julia Roberts, Julia Roberts. What a lie. Also, I'm a huge Hugh Grant fan. So any romance movie from back in the early 2000s that includes him, I will watch and I will love because he's amazing. You know? But yeah, Notting Hill is a really great movie. It's basically about this bookkeeper, this book shop owner rather whom accidentally encounters a very famous actress and they start this little like rendezvous romance and that kind of ends when she gets back to hollywood and she rekindles her love with an ex or something like that and you know he's like well it's tough but it is what it is keeps it moving then she comes back and you know professes her love etc etc and of course, they end up happily ever after. Cheesy, I know. Predictable, I know. But I love it. It's a great movie. It's definitely an 8 out of 10 in my books. Second movie we're going to talk about is 10 Things I Hate About You. If you have never watched this movie, I need you to stop what you're doing. Well, don't stop this podcast. Just like wait till it ends. And then go watch that movie. Because 10 Things I Hate About You is amazing. What? It basically talks about these two sisters. One is like super bubbly, outgoing, popular, but she's the younger one. 
the old one is more you know broody very intellectual very much you know tough to challenge the teacher on a subject because she feels like it doesn't align with the curriculum or whatever you know and so the young sister wants to go to i think the dance with this guy but the father goes no if you want to go to the dance then you have to get your older sister to go if she goes you can go and so the younger sister tries hooking the older sister up with this one guy who's like i wouldn't say he's dangerous but you know he gives off bad boy it's heath ledger by the way he gives off like you know bad boy doesn't really follow the rules doesn't really draw within the line etc etc you know that's just like his whole rides a motorcycle wears a leather jacket white tank top jeans that's his like you know yeah so anyway they kind of like head off almost and you know eventually fall for each other but then the older sister finds out that homie was paid to like serenade her you know and yeah it's like a whole collapse of whatever it is that they built but eventually they fix things and it's happening after a year again that for me is a 9 out of 10. Next movie, number 3, is Two Weeks Notice. This stars Sandra Bullock and you guessed it, my fave Hugh Grant. Two Weeks Notice is, oh, I love this movie so much. I'm probably going to say that about everything I'm going to speak about. Because I really do just love these movies. It's so good. It's so, so good. It's about this woman, this young lady who is an environmental lawyer, I think, or something along those lines, you know? But she's very much protect the peace, protect the buildings. You can't smash down this building because it's been here for like 20 years. Everyone goes here, everyone knows, everyone loves it. I'm gonna lay in front of it so that you cannot demolish it, you know? She's very much on that tip. And so one one day, she runs into Hugh Grant, who is the CEO of a really successful company. But it's like the opposite of what she and her family stand for. You know, it's a big corporation. It like steps on the little people, etc., etc. And somehow in like a really insane turn of events, he ends up hiring her. And she becomes almost like his... I wouldn't say personal assistant per se, but I'm pretty sure it's personal assistant. Because she's smart, she's not like his usual type, because you know, he's kind of like a playboy, Casanova, and he usually hires really pretty women to um, work as his PA, and then he ends up sleeping with them, and he like, he, he ruins that whole thing, essentially. So he's like, you know what, you seem like a good fit, because you're, we're, it's not going to happen. So, yes, great. And in return, I will not be demolishing so-and-so building. So she works for him, but then he becomes a bit too codependent and she realizes this on the day when he calls her and tells her it's an SOS emergency, she needs to come right this second in the middle of her best friend's wedding and when she gets to his place, it's him wanting her to help him pick a tie out for the suit that he plans on wearing. And it's in that moment that she realizes that this cannot be her life, this cannot be what she got a Harvard degree for, cannot be what she's willing to stand for and she gives him her two weeks notice and he hires a new one who's you know perky pretty very much 
back to his regular regular type and um sandra and hugh meet at a fundraising event i think and they you know chemistry is still there it's still still burning but he's there with his new personal assistant and then she decides you know what i'm gonna go to this man after i'm gonna go to his hotel room and i'm gonna tell him how i feel gets to his hotel room and he is doing the new pa so she's heartbroken she starts working for like i don't know what she works for i think it's a government something i don't know i'm not entirely sure and you know he gets there professes his love it's huge like a proclamation of love it's gorgeous heartwarming and she says nothing and the ladies around her like girl go get your man and she goes she gets her man they live happily ever after two weeks notice gets a 7.5 out of 10 from me the next movie number four guys please bear with me i did tell you this episode was gonna kind of be long um the next movie is made in manhattan which stars my girl jennifer lopez and the guy who plays voldemort in harry potter i forgot his name we'll just call him voldy you guys know who i'm talking about i just really forgot his name in this current moment so sorry to him he's a great actor um so it basically deals with this woman who is a maid essentially a room service no not room service cleaning service i suppose and she works at this hotel and one day she's cleaning this room and one of her friends are like oh my gosh you have to try on this outfit she tries on the outfit and the owner of the hotel room is this really like successful beautiful woman so obviously her fashion sense is impeccable for the times so she tries on this outfit and then a man walks in and he thinks that she is the actual like owner of the hotel room or whatever and you know he's smitten she's absolutely gorgeous and so they start going on dates etc etc he even meets her son it's like a whole cute thing but you know these things there always has to be that moment the turning point and the turning point in this one was when he found out that she wasn't who she had portrayed you know she was actually like the help or whatever but you know they fix things happily ever after get together it's cute and yeah so made in manhattan gets an 8 out of 10 from me now the next one guys like i know i've said all of these are my favorite but this next one is actually like one of my favorites i'm not even kidding and that is the proposal featuring again miss sandra bullock and ryan reynolds i almost forgot his name but yes sandra bullock and ryan reynolds this movie is so funny it is hilarious you have to have to watch it if you have not the proposal is hands down one of the best romance movies it basically the synopsis of the movie is that this woman she is like the big guns at this company right everyone fears her they hate her but they kind of respect her you know because she's low-key like a bad bee who gets the job done and one of her workers who happens to be ryan reynolds is just like one of her lappies you know he gets her her um her coffees and whatever all of that and then she 
receives notice that she's going to be getting deported back to Canada. And she's like, no, 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 we cannot have that. So she fake gets engaged to Ryan Reynolds' character. And they then have to take, I think it's a weekend or a week away to go see Ryan Reynolds' family. And then she discovers that they're filthy rich because they own like a lot. Because he comes from like a really small town. But they're like, you know, the big deal. And they start, they do not like each other in the beginning. I'm not entirely sure if the family even buys the proposal. I wouldn't because I'm like, that's not your type. But you know, these things happen, I suppose. And then they, you know, they get to know each other. Walls start crumbling. And then, and, 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 and. Then Ryan Reynolds' ex-girlfriend pulls through. Sandra Bullock's like, whoa, there's chemistry here. And, you know, she starts getting to know the family. She starts really liking the family. The family starts liking her. It's like a whole thing. And then, you know, on the day of their wedding, she's like, I can't do this. I can't, you know, let you live a lie. It's like, no, we can't. I can't do this to your family. They're too, they're too nice. And she runs out, you know, books a flight, goes back home and is like, yeah, I'm gonna just get deported. And then Ryan Reynolds realizes, well, with the help of like his ex and like stuff, she was like, you love that woman. Go get your girl. Like, why are you still here? Go get your woman, you know? And as she's packing up in her office, he gives this like whole speech, which is romantic in their setting. For the setting, their dynamic, it's very romantic, but also like, you know? Yeah. Then they get for real engaged but also dating and yeah it's a really cute movie that for me is the proposal is a 10 out of 10 next on the list is crazy rich asians now this is one of the more recently released movies on my list but it's still romantic gold the synopsis of the movie is um this woman who is I think a professor, a lecturer of some sorts, is dating this man and you know it's going great or whatever and then he invites her back home to meet his family. What he forgets to mention is that he's actually filthy, filthy rich. And he brings her over, you know, to Asia, where he's from, I don't want to be incorrect, so I'm just going to say Asia because it's somewhere there. I'm pretty sure it's South Korea, could be wrong we don't know and you know she gets to meet the family and stuff like that but then um the mom does not like this girl because you know she doesn't fit into like their class or like just their world and he's trying really hard to like reassure her you know babe i want you and then i think the grandmother also like pulls them aside and says you are a great young woman but I cannot have you marry my son, my grandson because you're like, you know, your mom, you don't know your dad or something like that. I can't remember. And also, like, throughout the movie, she's just experienced hardships with, like, fitting into, like, his world, like, his actual world. And so she's like, I can't do this anymore. I'm gonna dip. I'm out of here. And she then tells because the husband the boyfriend is like you know what i'm willing to leave 
mom planning all of this for you and she's like no you can't do that whatever whatever and then um you know she has like a final little lunch with the mother i suppose and she tells the mom you know like i don't want your son to end up regretting making that decision it's like end up resenting you whatever so i'm gonna leave you know but it's insane of you to ever think that i was never good enough for your son you know it's just some bomb ass speech and then you know she hitches a plane back and while they're on the plane you know they've just boarded they're putting their luggage and their hand luggage in those little thingies where you put it on the plane i forgot what that's called he comes storming in you know gives us romantic speech and then i think he asks her to marry him and then she says yes and then they have another like cute little engagement party and the mom gives her like you know the nod of approval or whatever and yeah i think crazy rich asians was beautiful that wedding scene with the water gorgeous it was a beautiful beautiful movie gets a 9.5 out of 10 from me next on the list is a movie called clueless clueless you know i really like clueless i really 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 do like that movie it's a bit weird that she dates her ex-stepbrother, but, um, yeah. Synopsis, this girl, Cher, I think her name was, super smart. Like, she's really smart. She's really pretty. And she is popular. And she has vowed to never date, like, anyone from high school because the boys are just so lame, you know? And it basically just follows her and her best friend, who is also named after an iconic star, but I can't remember who, who's dating a high schooler, and she's just like, mm, cannot believe you're like dating a loser, because, you know, he's from high school, that's gross. But then, you know, her nose in the air's brother, stepbrother, ex-stepbrother, comes to visit for um, semester back. I don't know what they call it in America. Summer break, spring break, something break, a break of some sort. He comes over and he visits and they build a connection. You know, there's a few ups and downs. Brittany Murphy's character, she has a crush on him, but then sure says, I don't think you'd like him because he's really nerdy and smart. And I don't really think that's like your, you know, slow. I don't really think that's your kind of setting. And they have like a whole fallout. Then they get back together, they make up. And then Shuri realized that she actually really does like her ex-stepbrother, Borat's character, I forgot his name. And they start dating. Yeah, that's the best way I could explain. I'm so sorry. I give it a cute 8. No, 7.5 out of 10. Next. Oh. Oh, I love this movie so much. Pretty Woman. Oh, I love it so much. It features Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. And the synopsis of it is basically about a woman who is a prostitute, a hooker, and she meets this rich man while she's like, you know, working the streets. And he gives her a proposal like, you spend the next week with me, and I will pay you double or triple your ratings, you know? And she agrees, obviously, like, that's so much money for her. She lives with like her best friend, they're both broke, they're both hookers small ass apartment so she's like oh i get to live luxury and i get make big money i'm here for it 
and you know he takes me to these events he like changes up her wardrobe and all of that oh, pretty woman is great you know it's so great you guys should watch it but yeah he changes up her wardrobe you know makes into this classier woman and his best mate slash business they're not partners just below him he's second in command i guess you could say is like you know feeling very ugh about the real about the relationship because he's like who's this woman where did she come from why are you so in her why are you neglecting work from her for her etc etc like he's just not having it because for him it's all about the money you know they're a big company they you know they gotta make business moves and he's like you're not making the right business moves anymore you're off your game what's going on but it's because you know julia roberts character is just like kind of molding him into like being a different person you know takes him to see the opera and 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 they slowly fall for each other and then homie's second in command richard gear second in command is like you know fed up he's like who is she then richard gear like tells him because he hasn't told anyone like no one really knows who she is like he brings her to events and stuff but like they don't really know who she is so he's like dude i'm not in love with her she's a hooker and then a few days after that while she julia roberts is like in the penthouse where they're staying currently his richard gear second in command comes through and then he like almost tries to sexually assault if not actually sexually assault her because she's a hooker he's like i want to see actually i don't need to get into what he says but yeah you know he's sexually assaulted essentially and luckily richard gear gets there in time before like you know things get really heated because homeboy did slap julia roberts but luckily like he didn't get to like you know do anything beyond that slap because richard gear got there in time you know manning shining armor and all of that and she feels like her trust has been betrayed she's like i want to do this or their time and then like you know she walks out and then he comes back he, like he fetches her he says please come back let's talk about this i'm sorry then their time together comes to an end and you know he says i'm gonna go back to my life you go back to your life this was great but then he realized that he's in love with her so he drives all the way to like her tiny little apartment and you know he's blasting romance music he's he's like head up from that sunroof and the limo roses climbs up the fire escape i have this huge romantic kiss and it's just oh so heartwarming you guys should definitely watch that it's a 10 out of 10 for me next is it's not one of my favorite movies it is my favorite movie of all time okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not of all time but it's my favorite romance movie and it is dirty dancing not the not the havana one that came out in 2000 or whatever it's about the original 1987 one you know i love it so much so when patrick swayze oh, i eat it up so the synopsis for that is basically this woman this young lady we call they call her baby baby goes to this resort with her family for the holidays and she encounters this older man patrick says his character and at first he really doesn't like her but then you know they start spending time together because 
his co-star falls pregnant and she's just dealing with all of that so um she baby kind of falls in for her and you know they start dancing together and you know start falling for each other but then the dad finds out and he's like i forbid it you liar just no and then at the end there's like this huge you know dancing and proclamations of love and you know dad ends up approving and 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 and, and. that's probably not the greatest synopsis i could give but you know i'm looking at the time and i'm like we kind of have to wrap this up so yeah dirty dancing 10 out of 10 my last and final movie is my big fat greek wedding i love that movie it's so good it's so wholesome it's so feel good it's so like that movie is like quite literally my childhood or a part of my childhood like that movie is one of the first movies i remember ever watching and i fell in love with it instantly i still love it to this day it's great you know what i'm saying um this woman meets this man and they have to plan their wedding she's greek so they have like you know certain traditions that they want to uphold family is you know overbearing so it's a whole thing but it works out in the end you guys should definitely watch it i'd give that a 7.5 out of 10. honorable mentions um i don't think i'm gonna give too much on synopsis for the honorable mentions i think i'm just gonna mention them um breakfast at tiffany's great movie i give it a 7.5 out of 10. obviously the plot is not that great because it's quite old but you know og hepper she really just is that woman so yeah great movie love actually features again my great you grant love 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 that movie down son it's amazing you guys should watch it i give love actually 7 out of 10. um you guys should also watch someone great it's a heartbreak movie but it's still amazing because it's like wow you know wow like these people were dating for nine years and they broke up because she wanted to leave to a different state because she got a job promotion and he kind of just started drawing back whatever and it just deals with like that initial stage of heartbreak where you know all that matters at the end is the support system that you have around you so your friends whatever your support system is and how they just like champion you on to that finish line it's uh it was a great movie Someone great, 10 out of 10. Um, Pride and Prejudice, the one with Kira Knightley. Love that movie so, so much. You guys should definitely watch it. I give it a 7 out of 10. And lastly, um, I think my honorable mention is maybe Mamma Mia. Oh, Mamma Mia is so great. That's also another childhood favorite. Oh, it's so, so, so great. I really do love Amanda Seyfried, you know? I really do love that woman. But also, it has Meryl Streep, guys. Like, I don't think I have to explain more than that. It has Meryl Streep. Therefore, you guys should absolutely go watch it if you haven't. Because what are you doing with life as a whole, in general? Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Definitely go check out Mamma Mia. It's getting a 9.5 out of 10 from me. And that, ladies and gentlemen, brings us to the end of today's episode. Wow, I'm so shocked at how long this took. I do apologize if I'm rambling at any point in this episode. Um, I will try to be a lot more consistent. And I hope you enjoyed the reviews and the top 10. Let me know if that's something I should keep up or if I should let it go. Because I think the top 10 also just kind of helps me fill in spots. Because I'm not going to be watching as many movies as I'd like or listening to as many albums as many series. 
until semester break which is now in june and the next semester break is december so for the time period where i'm not in where it's not semester break i would still like to like upload something so i think the top 10 kind of helps as like a filler for the episode so let me know how you guys felt about it and until next time i wish you guys an amazing week ahead and i hope that you guys will return for the next episode god bless and goodbye